Manx Radio's update with Andy Wint. Master Mai, good evening, it's half past five. This is update for Monday, 27th of February, 2023 from Manx Radio, 30 minutes to look at the latest news here on the Isle of Man. A background to that news and sport and business and sea watch and travel updates with the newsmakers in person. Tonight, the Manx NFU says the milling wheat sector is dead. A prisoner has been found uh, dead at the prison. Builders have too much work to consider eco-friendly projects. Alaman finally has a dedicated Parkinson's nurse. And after five years away, the Three Legs of Man Classic Rally is back. Man Benham, for all your business and legal needs. First of all, at 29 minutes ahead of six o'clock, the update news headlines. Faster my Dave Moore. Faster my police say they can't comment further after a serving inmate was found dead at the Isle of Man prison. The man was found last Friday. An investigation into the death is underway. The government's being accused of not providing enough support for the hospitality industry. The owner of Victory Cafe on the Mountain Road, Ricky Cotty, is claiming this year's budget didn't make provision for a reduction in VAT, saying 20, paying 20% is something that consistently causes businesses such as hers, plus pubs and restaurants, to go under. There are seemingly no plans to increase the minimum legal age for marriage in the Isle of Man. From today in England and Wales, 16 and 17-year-olds can't get wed or be in a civil partnership, even if their parents give them permission. A post-Brexit deal between the EU and UK over trade agreements in Northern Ireland has been done. The agreement, which will see the creation of green and red lane trade routes, has been backed by a prominent Tory Brexiteer. Sinn Féin have also welcomed it, with the party's Michelle O'Neill calling for Assembly members to get back to work in Stormont. But the DUP says there remain key issues of concern. It emerged a senior officer who was attacked in Omar County, Tyrone, last week was shot ten times. Police have released CCTV footage of the car used by gunmen who attacked senior detective John Caldwell. And Baroness Betty Boothroyd has been remembered as a groundbreaking parliamentarian. The first female Speaker of the House of Commons has died at the age of 93. Those are the update news headlines. The next bulletin is at six. Man Benham. Contact us by phone video call, email or face-to-face. We're happy to connect with you. Manx Radio Weather with Manx Glass and Glazing. Coromaya, thank you Dave from the Ronalds Way Met Office. No wind warnings in operation for the North Irish Sea. State of sea is smooth or slight. And the three-day weather, dry this evening and overnight with partial cloud cover and a light to moderate east-northeasterly. Minimum five degrees through the night. Tomorrow, Tuesday, dry and cloudy with a moderate locally fresh northeasterly. Top temperature 8 degrees. After dark, more cloud. It's going to be dry through the night. Lowest temperature 5 Celsius. Into Jacrane, dry, cloudy, and settled on Wednesday. Daylight maximum 9 degrees. The sun sets at 9 minutes to 6 this evening. Low tide is at uh, 2 minutes to 11. High tide tomorrow morning, nine minutes past five. The sun rises at ten past seven. And low tide just before lunchtime tomorrow, 28 minutes past 11. Visit the Banks Glass and Glazing website and see a range of products from windows to doors, mirrors to splashbacks. Manxglass.com. 
wheat growers on the Isle of Man say the sector is finished and that they've been abandoned following the closure of Ramsey Bakery. A government report into the future of the industry is due out soon, looking at the long-term plan for flour milling in the Isle of Man. From the Manx National Farmers Union, David Brew. I think, generally speaking, wheat producers, we, we, we feel that we've been abandoned. The harvest of uh, 22 was contracted to Lexi Glen Mills. Um, they did offer to honour that contract but um, the tonnage that was grown for them would not have been uh, consumed on the island here. There will be small amounts of sort of um, autumn wheat that has been drilled but it, it, it will primarily be to maybe supply the the, the local um, livestock market. I don't think there'll be any that's been planted with the purpose of, of supplying the milling wheat sector here, i.e. Laxey Glen Mills. So where does this leave you and, and other wheat farmers? Scratching our heads, really. I mean, obviously, I think the, 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 the milling wheat sector here is now dead as far as for all intents and purposes. I I cannot see how financially, logistically, Laxey Glen Mills can remain open. How much dialogue has there been between farmers or the Farmers Union and government? Very little. Very, 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 very little. Um, back in, 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 again, September, just after uh, the harvest of last year, there, there was some discussions with, with both Laxey Glen Mills and, and government, but but in all honesty, um, it, it, it's been more dictatorial than, than if, you, if you like, consulting. Investigations are underway after a serving prisoner was found dead in the Isle of Man prison. That story from Tessa Hawley. The man who has not been officially named was found dead at the Jerby facility on Friday morning, the 24th of February. The Department of Home Affairs says the matter has now been referred to the coroner of inquest. It adds that its thoughts are with the family and friends of the individual at this difficult time. The Isle of Man Constabulary has told Manx Radio police and prison staff are in the process of investigating the circumstances surrounding the man's death. They've asked the public not to speculate at this time and have confirmed they are unable to comment any further. The death at the prison is the second in three months. In November, 28-year-old Craig Jack Anderson was found dead just a day after being sentenced. During an unconnected court appearance days later, his advocate described his death as a very significant incident. The inquest into Mr Anderson's death was opened and adjourned at Douglas Courthouse shortly after. When it resumes, on a date to be set, it will be in front of a jury. The Isle of Man in 30 minutes. Update on Manx Radio with Andy Wind. Pastor Mike, good evening. Thanks for dropping by. This is live from Douglas in the Isle of Man. Update on Manx Radio, 23 minutes before six. After a wait of about 18 months, the Isle of Man now has a new dedicated Parkinson's nurse. Vicky Francis has started meeting local sufferers on the island after moving here from the Lancaster area. She takes over the post made vacant following the retirement of Sue Lawley in 2012. 
1. Chair of the Parkinson's Disease Society Isle of Man is Pamela Shimwell-Mayo, and she says finding a suitable replacement has been difficult, made harder by COVID. It's been a hard battle for 18 months not having a nurse. We had a wonderful one before called Sue Lawley, who was our nurse for 20 years, and she was the first nurse the island had who was a nurse specialist, and she worked very well with everyone, but she came to retirement. And um, really, uh, since then, we've been desperately needing one. And I, I know you understand, I was having a terrible battle trying to get one. COVID and then um, meetings with Manx Care. In desperation, I went to have a meeting with the then health minister, who was very understanding and promised he would do everything he ca- could. But at long last, I think Manx Care did a very good job. It took time, but I know they're under a lot of pressure. The constabulary is recruiting special constables tonight. If you want more information, go to the Civil Defence Conference Room in Tremode at 6.30 to learn about volunteering as a special constable. It's volunteering, the front line of policing and carries the same legal powers as a police constable. If you want more information, go to iompolice.im or go to the Civil Defence Conference Room in Tremode at 6.30 tonight. A LegCo candidate says builders on the Isle of Man have too much work to be able to consider more environmentally friendly properties. Gary Cluitt, who's hoping to build affordable and sustainable properties on a brownfield site in Ramsey, says housing is an issue that impacts everybody. It's one of the few things, housing is one of the few things on the island that it doesn't matter what your political background is, who you are, whatever... We all agree it's a problem. The devil's always in the details of how of how you resolve that. I'm building my own house at the moment. Um, I knocked down a, a terraced house, a mid-terrace um, house, and we, I'm building a passive house in its place. Hired an architectural company and during the process met a brilliant young architect who was underutilized in my opinion uh, who was frustrated I think and essentially went into partnership with him and you know sent him on training and he became we are now we started an architectural company um, that is the only certified passive house design company on the island and then on the housing thing I had tried to talk to several builders and things like that about building affordable housing very highly energy efficient things like that and it was really difficult simply because they're too busy they don't have the time to to look at these things and it's like why spend money on upskilling and investments when we've got more work than we know what to do with long shot of it is was about six months ago i decided to start a development company to build affordable houses and you know we've got this my project which we're using the company on to train some people uh, and then we bought some land up in uh, well we bought a brownfield site up in ramsey that will be the next project where we want to build a co-housing development and get it as affordable as profit as possible Sea Watch with the Isle of Man Steam Packet Company. The motorship Ben McCree departed Hesham at eight minutes past two. She'll be uh, into the Inner Harbour in the next ten minutes or so. Onto the Link Span. We'll depart this evening at seven forty-five, arriving in Hesham at half past eleven. The all-night departures two fifteen a.m. Back to Douglas at about six, and tomorrow morning's eight forty-five. Ben McCree heads for Hesham. Follow the Steam Packet on Twitter for the latest sailing information. 
The Three Legs of Man Classic Rally is returning to the island after five years away, spanning over the weekend of the 17th and 18th of March. 60 Classic Rally vehicles can be spotted navigating their way around the Isle of Man. Competition Director Guy Woodcock. The first ever Manx Trophy Rally on the Isle of Man was in 1963, so the decision working with our partners on the island was to uh, run the Three Legs of Man in 2023 as the Diamond Jubilee celebration of the first ever event on the island. I've been coming to the island competing myself for over 40 years from the Manx International Rally, Manx National Rally, Rally Isle of Man, numerous names. This event we're running is is a slightly different event to the closed road stage rallies that they run. It's what's known as a regularity rally, so it's about timing and accessory, not so much speed, although we do have some small closed road tests planned for the event. We were hoping to get 45 to 50 entries. Obviously, the target was to go for 60 on the 60th anniversary, and I'm pleased to say that we have now got a full entry, a couple of reserves, so we're hoping that we'll have 60 crews from basically all over Europe, from Germany, Liechtenstein, Belgium, Holland, and as well as, uh, I think, four or five local crews competing as well. The cars have to be pre-1991, so the sort of youngest or oldest car, whichever way you look at it, is probably a Peugeot 205 or a Golf GTI. I mean, the route we have taken is really to try and get as much of the original route uh, from 63 in. A lot of the roads they used are no longer available, such as the Whiskey Run, as people will know, and, and some of the other roads just don't exist for cars to be driven down them now. So the, the route is kept secret to the competitors up until half an hour before they start. So then they have to plot it on the Ordnance Survey maps, etc. Obviously, we have to apply for the road closures that we've got on various places such as uh, Druidale, Hibernia, the School Lane, and then the Keller. But they're only short closures, not like the, not the like the long closures they had for the stage rallies. They're sort of two hours, two and a half hours maximum. And we've limited it to not to impact on residents as much as possible. Manx Radio Business Briefing. At 17 minutes before six, Ben McCreesh just entered the inner harbour, by the way. A veterinary pharmaceuticals company, Decra, reported a 5.2 increase in first-half group revenue at constant exchange rates, although profits tumbled as the board flagged a full-year performance at the bottom end of market expectations. The FTSE 250 firm said revenue growth was 13.5% at actual exchange rates for the six months ending 31st December. It said the European Pharmaceuticals Unit saw revenue growth of 0.4% at constant currency and 1.3% at actual exchange rates, while the North American Pharmaceuticals Unit saw 16.2% revenue growth at constant exchange rates and 34.5% on an actual basis, including the benefit of four months' revenue contribution from the MedPharmex acquisition in August. Despite the revenue growth, the group's underlying operating profit declined 11.2% at constant exchange rates to £90.3 million sterling. For a full daily market report, go to ramseycrookall.com. In a move described as the biggest shake-up of the European money market since 1978, European central bankers are debating whether to launch a digital euro. The concept of a European single currency was first floated in 1978 by the then French president, Valérie Giscard d'Estaing. The digital euro would enable consumers to pay for products via a smartphone wallet and wouldn't need the inconvenience of a bank account, although it would exist alongside cryptocurrencies. Um, It would be guaranteed by the European Central Bank and, as such, be far more secure. The Stock Market Report. 
brought to you by Ramsey Crookall. UK and European stocks had a positive start to the week. The dollar wavered near a seven-week high and gold rose, even though strong US economic data sparked concern over further increases to interest rates by the Fed. Oil fell as a stronger dollar discouraged buying. The numbers now from Ramsey Crookall at the close in London. The FTSE 100 was up seven-tenths of a percent at 7,935. The DAX in Frankfurt closed up one and a quarter percent at 15,403. Uh, currently, New York City, the trading day continues. The Dow Jones Industrial in New York up two-tenths of a percent at 32,876. The NASDAQ Tech Stocks Index up seven-tenths of a percent at 11,472. The S&P 500 up almost four-tenths of a percent at 3,985. In the exchange markets, the British pound sterling trading at one US dollar, 20.2 cents, one euro, 13.5 cents, and 21 South African rand, 14.2 cents. And finally, in commodities, gold's up three-tenths of a percent at $1,815 per troy ounce, and a barrel of Brent crude down just over 1% at $81.91. The world was a very different place when Ramsey Crookall set up business back in 1946. But his passion for providing outstanding service and looking after every client as if they were one of the family has endured for over 76 years. So if you're looking for the continuity of a personal, bespoke investment strategy, perhaps it's time to look at our discretionary services. Trustworthy, dependable and tailored. Ramsey Crookle, the island's investment specialist. Call 717171 or visit ramseycrookle.com. Licensed and regulated by the Isle of Man Financial Services Authority. If you have a news story for Manx Radio to investigate and report, email newsroom at manxradio.com or call 682-631 any time of day or night. Last am I, a UK-wide shortage of many medicines is being felt acutely in the Isle of Man, according to spokesperson for the Isle of Man Pharmacy Contractors Association, Ian Hemmonsley. It's attributed to the smaller number suppliers who stock island pharmacies. Deliveries can also take longer and be affected by weather disruptions to the boat sailings. Ian Hemmingsley says Manx pharmacies are working together more to share available stock so patients aren't left without important medication. The story from Simon Richardson. Mr Hemmingsley, who operates a pharmacy in Douglas, says there's still a serious shortage of pharmacists, which is resulting in a number of pharmacies having to operate reduced hours or close for periods of time. The shortage is impacting on the full range of services normally offered, as pharmacies are having to concentrate resources on core dispensing services. Also, a shortage of locum staff is affecting their ability to cover holiday periods and sickness. Many pharmacists, especially those in owner-run businesses, are having to work much longer hours to ensure an uninterrupted medicine supply, a situation Mr Hemmonsley warns is unsustainable. The problems have been exacerbated by the decision of some locum pharmacists to take early retirement. There's also a gradual move of pharmacists into GP surgery roles, further reducing the availability to community pharmacies. Meanwhile, off-island agency charging rates have risen 50% since since the start of the pandemic. They also require greater notice to be able to guarantee finding cover. The Isle of Man Pharmacy Contractors Association is currently in talks with Manx Care about possible solutions and additional support to try and ensure medicine supplies can continue uninterrupted. 
Manx Radio Sport. That's to my Rianne Evans. That's to my good evening. Starting in netball, the Isle of Man's Manx Rams have come away from the Under-17s Europe Netball Challenge as silver medalists. Taking place in Northern Ireland, the four-day tournament saw Emma Williams' squad go head-to-head with Gibraltar, Northern Ireland Development, Switzerland and the Republic of Ireland. The Rams started off their campaign strong with a 43-36 win against Gibraltar in their opening match. Next up was the Northern Ireland Development Squad, which, despite hard graft, they lost out to 41-25. On Saturday, the Rams bounced back with a dominating win over Switzerland, 60-23. And in their last game of the challenge, the under-17s lost out to eventual tournament winners Republic of Ireland, 60-23. Ten members of the squad received their first caps for the Isle of Man during the tournament. In football and the chase to be crowned Canada Life Women's League champions looks increasingly like it's going to the wire as the top two sides both scored comprehensive victories on Sunday. Leaders Peel saw off Castletown at home courtesy of a double from Louise Gibbons either side of half-time along with strikes from Heidi Gadsby, Jennifer Metcalf, Kaylee Greger and Ellen Precious to complete a 6-0 scoreline. Just a day before her 17th birthday, Erin Sells bagged four goals in Corinthians' 8-1 victory at Malone. Another 16-year-old, Emily Rawlins, was also on the score sheet along with Samantha Crow, Kira Morgan and Holly Steffen. They're now on level points with Peel with a game in hand, but inferior goal difference. Hannah Lees found the net for Malou, who slipped down to fourth place after Douglas Royal beat Onken 2-1 in a close game at Bala Fletcher. Becky Cole scored a brace, including one from the spot. Ruby Palmer had her spot kit saved for the visitors, but Georgia Walton struck her first senior goal to reduce the deficit. <laughs> Manx Radio Travel, driven by Keyside Tyres and Service Centre. Everything's on time at Ronald's Way, inbound, the Hub House 7 easy jet from Gatwick, then the 5 to 8 returning patient transfer plane from Liverpool, the Logan Air, on time at the 5 past 8 inbound from London City, that's uh, Logan Air showing on time. Departing 6 o'clock, Logan Air to Liverpool on time, the 8 o'clock returning easy jet to London Gatwick, everything's fine. Temporary lights on the Jerby Road in Sandygate for that water main installation and the Coast Road's closed between Jerby and the Len for resurfacing. Ballymenock Road's got face closures for that water main replacement and also temporary closures on the Regaby West Road for water main replacement. In Ballabeg, you've got temporary lights on the main road near Arbury Parish Hall for that new zebra crossing. Castle Street, one way northbound in Castletown. You'll miss it when it's gone. In Peel, temporary closures in phases around East Quay and the Prom and between Peel and St John's 24-hour temporary lights on the main road for work on the pavements. Canals Lane in Ramsey's closed between Parliament Street and Water Street for scaffolding work and temporary lights on Marketplace Ramsey for that new pedestrian crossing. In Paul Rose, uh, the junction of Paul Rose Road and Alder Road by the Methodist Church closed for that new pedestrian crossing. Victoria Road is closed between Broadway and Marathon Road Douglas for resurfacing. Narrow Lane and temporary pedestrian crossing on Victoria Street for that new pedestrian crossing which will finish one day temporary lights on Annika Lane near the Heron for the new pedestrian crossing everything is fine elsewhere and the mountain road is clear tonight Massimo Tyres budget tyres priced to keep your vehicle safe and legal only available at Keyside. 
Today marks the 65th anniversary of the Winter Hill plane crash in which 35 Manx residents lost their lives on the slopes of Winter Hill near Horwich in Lancashire. The Rotary Club of Douglas is again arranging a short informal service of remembrance. Howard Callow is one of the organisers. Yes, the service uh, is starting at 11 o'clock and it's being held in Cooley Ree Park in St John's at the site of a plaque and a tree which uh, we put in place to celebrate or to to remember the on the 50th anniversary uh, we put those in place and virtually every year since then we've held a service um, just for friends and family to gather to, to remember the, uh, the loved ones who they lost uh, on that date uh, all those years ago. Every year I think will, will anyone turn up this year and every year it's more people than ever turn up so and we're getting sort of younger people turning up now so it's the sort of grandchildren and possibly great grandchildren of, of people who died at Winter Hill so, which is good for the the future to know that it's going to be remembered for a long time to come. It's, it's very heartening to see people turning up and uh, to see how important it is that we actually do mark the anniversary every year. It, uh, it, it means a lot to people. This is the most listened to Isle of Man news source. And Manx Radio's update is the Isle of Man's most downloaded news podcast. Cruise ships are to visit Manx port 63 times this summer, total passenger capacity of over 32,000. The story from Sean Cowper. Visit Isle of Man has published its cruise schedule for the 2023 season, confirming which ships will visit and at which times. It's set to be busier than in 2022, when 46 vessels able to carry up to 16,000 visitors were booked to come to the island. The first vessel is scheduled to arrive in Douglas on the 26th of March, with the last passengers expected on the 19th of October. Holland America Line's new Staten Dam, due to arrive on the 26th of August, can carry up to 2,660 passengers, making it the largest vessel by capacity to visit the island this year. She'll be one of 10 ships with a capacity of more than 1,000 scheduled to visit this season. Several ships will come to the island multiple times, with the Corinthian scheduled to be the most frequent visitor, stopping here eight times. Douglas will host the majority of the cruise ships, but the Calf of Man, Port St Mary and Peel are also due to receive visits. Peel Gardeners Association has decided to call it quits after 80 years in existence. The decision came after the organisation held a meeting appealing for new members to enter the fold and ensure its longevity but no new people attended chairman bert quayle although the association was financially sound the mem- members felt that due to their age and disabilities their average age was uh, 80 plus they would be unable to stage the 81st show as no new people attended the meeting this was the only action we could take So at this meeting, it was decided to distribute some of our money to local charities, with £1,000 being retained in the hope that there would be people that could take up this challenge and so ensure that this prestigious event was not lost. So what we're hoping to people, that people may think at the last moment that they can come forward and uh, actually run this show. The members have all said that they would give all the help that you require so that you would not be starting from scratch. So if you require further information, please ring Bert Quayle on 843157 or mobile 462234. 
it's very sad because I've been involved with it all, all my life, but uh, now I'm, in a few days' time, I'll be 91, so unfortunately, I, I can't go on indefinitely. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak, unfortunately. That's it for update tonight, compiled from the resources of Manx Radio's news department. Thanks to newsreader Dave Moore, producer Rianne Evans, I'm Andy Wint. Enjoy the rest of your Monday. W-I-N-T